psychedelics are illegal not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third-story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. They open to us the possibility that everything we know is wrong. We don't need new laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Or is it perception? Information is power, but we have to seize, see the opportunity, the opportunity, the opportunity. Open your your third fucking eye, man. Open that shit up. <clears throat> Not really. Uh, it's, it's pretty aggressive, I guess, for like a podcast that talks about psychedelics. You know, you don't really want someone to be like, open your open your fucking third eye, man. Come on, enlighten your fucking self, man. Take these fucking mushrooms. Let's let's get high, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what song is like that? Fucking uh, third eye from Tool. Yeah. Where at the end he's just screaming, prying open my third eye. Oh wow! Well, some you know what? Actually, sometimes that would make sense. I mean, let's let's be honest here. You know, when all of your illusions are shattered and you are left into the world of truth, it can be quite painful at first. But uh, sometimes it's necessary to do that. And uh, yeah, that would that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Actually, is uh, just because. I just been, I've been living in a in a world of bullshit online. I gotta do something. I need some kind of maybe one of those like parental like um, limitations for for your computer or something. I can't stop um, arguing with people on the internet. It's it's a problem, and I I, I try and avoid it. But um, for instance, the other day I I, I came across uh, a as as people know I'm I you know self identify. Uh, as a libertarian and anarcho-capitalist, and also as somebody who is a fan of uh, psychedelic experiences, and I think those things go hand in hand together. Um, b- but anyway, I'm in this this group, the Terrence McKenna, who uh, the Terrence McKenna group, who we heard in the intro song, and uh, it's a group on Facebook. And there was a meme that uh, said it said uh, we're not interested in uh, capitalism, you know, and then it said Terrence McKenna. And I saw just like people underneath, like, hell yeah. Was that a real quote? Like, awesome, like sick. And I was just like, all right, well, if this is a real quote, this is the one area that he completely got wrong. Completely got wrong. And I just had, I just was going back and forth with people. And long story short, just like basically, I had to get rid of using the term capitalism mm. because I think the term the term capitalism first of all was coined by Karl Marx communist manifesto um, and it was used to kind of like paint free market trade and voluntary association in a negative light you know evil capital anytime we hear capitalism uh, for the most part you know most of these like brainwashed uh, you know fucking people think evil they think you know fat Michael Moore with his glasses and a bullhorn, you know, uh, that's, that's what they think. So I had to kind of stop using that term through the, the conversation with people because that's how they, they weren't seeing it that way. And, um, I had to change it up to, uh, free market, the free market essentially is what that is. The free, the free market. So I, you know, I came to the conclusion basically after arguing with all these idiots and people that thought socialism was cool and whatever, that most people, I don't think they hate capitalism. They actually hate government. They just don't realize it because they've been brainwashed by the government to think that capitalism is evil. Right. And, and it's funny because it's like, like capitalism can take it. They can take the heat. They can take people protesting outside their doors. They can take it. Because at the end of the day, who, who are the ones that are going to make the regulations? Who are the ones that are going to change things? It's the government. I mean, it's, it's so insane to think, you know, there's all, we have all these problems in society. 
and yet a lot of people get worked up in the brainwashed bullshit that they've been fed and they just pin the tail on the wrong donkey so to speak when really they should be looking at the the real the real problem is the gun that's staring them in the face it's the it's the it's the fucking gun that's right in the face of of everything you just have to follow the path down the road to find out that it always ends at the threat of force the the coercion and violence and that is what you know it used to religion used to be a controlling uh system and an old world kind of power structure and you know at one time the religion and the state were merged together as one you know like in ancient egypt the pharaohs were 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 considered to be the uh, god kings but you know now the state is is that the state is the wants you to worship them like a deity like a like a religion and in many ways it functions as a religion there's you know a ceremonial process voting and and all this kind of stuff but i digress what uh what we're talking about here is just that the misinformation that's out there and it's it's just so crazy because you can kind of we live in a time right now where you can you can go online i mean it's you can find anything you want. There's so many free resources. There's websites like uh, Coursera, like MIT, like has has free courseware and all this kind of stuff. But even even if you don't want to do that stuff, there's just Google things. You could just find things on Google. So I think that it's important to kind of challenge your worldview, to challenge the way that you've been uh, brought up and raised, because you know this this all kind of stems from. Uh, from from being from being a kid, you know, from being a kid, as soon as you're you know five years old or whatever, you're pretty much like kidnapped by the government. You know, you're kidnapped by the government and you're put on these yellow school buses yeah. and just like you know sent sent through. It's like a, it, 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 I mean, if you take a really large step back and look at it, it's crazy. I was watching an episode of uh, I love cartoons. And I was watching an episode of uh, Bob's Burgers, great cartoon. And there's an episode where it, he he's like, get it, he's gonna get in trouble because he took the kids out of school. They're supposed to be in school. So, but it's like, it's like, oh, you're you're gonna get in trouble because you're spending time with your children. Like, even if if you're a parent, if you make the decision that like to not send your kids to school, I, I know obviously there's homeschooling and things like that. But if you're just like, yeah, I don't want my kid to go to school, the state comes and takes your kids away. Yeah, it's like negligence to not fucking torture them for the next 18 years of their lives. At Exa- least. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. Torture them. It's, it's. I mean, you're sending, you're voluntarily, or I guess not voluntarily because it's, it's the threat of the state, but most people believe that it's the right thing to do to send their children to an, uh, uh, an indoctrination brainwashing prison camp. It, what essentially is what it is. And, you know, like a lot of times I say this stuff and people are like, oh, yeah, come on, man. Like, okay, yeah, right. Like, woo, tinfoil hat, dude. Crazy yeah. Alex Jones guy. Oh, the state's coming for you. They're coming for your children. They're coming for your pets. They're coming for your lizards. They're coming for your trees. <laughs> I have the documents, folks. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that guy's nuts, and who knows? He might he might be a part of controlled opposition. Ooh, you know, I mean, I I don't put anything past anybody, and I believe anything's possible. But it's 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 just I mean, when you think about it in in this way, you're not you're not making you're not ma- you're not making free choices. You know, you're you're these kids are being sent to government-run schools. I mean, what do you think they're going to tell them at a government-run school? They were everyone's learning the same thing at the same rate and, f- and none of it goes anywhere. And I mean, yeah, and it's like a hor- it's a horrible place. I mean, it's just like to organize kids in in uh by age, I mean, not by like yeah. intelligence or maturity or anything like that, and just shove them in. And you're all gro- everyone's growing. We're all new to this world. Everything's awkward. We don't know what the hell is going on. You know, there's then we have all these school shootings now. Maybe it's not the the fault of the kids. Maybe it's the fault of the schools. You know, maybe there's a lot of violence in prison. You know, and there's a lot of violence in schools. You know, it's just maybe there's a correlation there. But um, God I, damn it, I, I, I've always said that school was. You know, maybe a couple steps above a prison. You really don't have choices throughout the day. You get to go home at the end of the day. 
but while you're there, you're a fucking prisoner. Yeah, and 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 it's uh, it's funny you brought that up because like the you I go remember, to the cafeteria, you fucking you have, you have your tray, dude. And I've been through you know a few different uh, areas of life where you're in prison like scenarios for sure. And yeah, school is it's up there. I remember me and my friends in college, uh, like turning over the furniture in our dorm and like finding out that it was all manufactured by the same company that makes furniture for prisons. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. It may, of course, it makes sense. It's, I mean, it is the school system was was developed. Um, is the modern day school system that we have now was based off of the old Prussian model for you know obedient behavior for training you know soldiers essentially you know is what it is and uh yeah i mean look any any institution that you kind of force someone to go to that you pledge your allegiance that you you know you there's no there's no like independent thought allowed it's it's just kind of do what we say do what we tell you and that that's the problem i mean everybody looks at like why we have problems that we have it's because we're not it all starts from from schooling and it it's like we're not teaching kids to think critically about their world about their environment we're not we're not initiating children to become uh, adults. I mean, in 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 ancient civilizations, they used to have. I, Joseph Campbell talks about it, this a lot in like the Upanishads and, and other ancient civilizations. Like the the children, once they were about twelve, thirteen, I think it was even in the movie like three hundred or something. You you go on like a quest or like a journey to be like the rites of passage to become a man to become a. You know, I mean, the Jews do it with like a bar mitzvah. You know, I've been yeah. to a thousand of those, but there's nothing challenging about that. I mean, if I can, you know, have a, a bunch. Your fucking sit Jew friends over sit in a chair. A yeah. There's nothing challenging about that. But a challenging endeavor, you know, like um, Joseph Campbell talks about, like, there's this one tribe and they would kidnap the boy and, you know, they would then take him to the woods and, you know, scare him a bunch of times with, like, these masks and stuff. And if he kind of, like, you know, if he survived it, it was all controlled, you know, it wasn't, like, dangerous, but it was, like, meant to scare him or whatever, but it was kind of an ushering in of manhood. We, we just don't have any of that stuff today. It's It's just, like... Just throw your kids in, into a state-run school and then let their brains get twisted and filled with bullshit. And then they come out and they think that they're ready for the world and they just are – a lot of them are you know, in debt because they took out student loans and, and all this kind of stuff. It's just, it's just an absolute nightmare, such a nightmare. I mean I, I hated school. I absolutely hated school from the – I couldn't have hated school more. Yeah absolutely hated school i i hated everything about it i hated the teachers i hated the, the the whole building everything everything sucked the fact that we had to wake up at that ungodly hour like 7 a.m mm -hmm. i mean and you know i wasn't i was never awake i was always sleeping it was a nightmare absolute nightmare it's it's the worst possible thing that you could do to young developing creative every because everybody's creative you know we we just bash it out of them through society uh through this modern civilization that we live in but everybody that is a child is filled with happiness and learning and you know i, I think i've mentioned this before i look at my little nephew i mean look, watching a baby is like psychedelic in itself i mean they're seeing everything for the first time they're squeezing they're touching things they're they're laughing uncontrollably they're like in awe of everything then they're crying i mean the um, it's the wonders and joy and magic and mystery of being that age is is amazing it's it's absolutely amazing and it slowly starts to get chiseled away at you when you get put in the meat grinder of the machine of of this modern society that we've orchestrated here led by state force and control and mind control is what it is. I mean, it is, it is absolutely 100% mind control. It's conditioning. And, um, and it's, not, it's not good. And then what happens is now we have, you know, people like Trump and people like Sanders and people like Hillary Clinton and people like Obama. I mean, the list can go on. I mean, we have all of these people that we look, that we, that a lot of people look to and are supporting and, you know, are, are repeating their platitudes and their, and their ways. And they're just, 
they're just wrong. They're just in the wrong place. And even when we look at history, when we prop up, like, you know, when we talk about the great presidents, you know, FDR, ooh, FDR was a great guy, you know, Lincoln. I mean, these were horrible people. <laughs> they're great. They're great. You, you've learned that they're great because the school, the state run school told you that they're great. You know, every, anybody that, that is looked at as being great and is told as, as being great by the school, by the establishment, by any kind of government-run uh, institution, yeah, they were great for the government. They're great for expanding the role of government and for stomping uh, their boots on the necks of, uh, of people. And so, I mean, it's just, it's, 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 out, it's outrageous. And now we have all of this, we have this mess in our culture now. And it's represented by the the, the political uh, landscape that we see now, because there's just so many people that are scared, afraid, paranoid, worried, you know, angry, upset. You know, we have social justice warriors, and we have trolls, and like you know, we have that's <laughs> personified with Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders, you know, with those guys. Yeah. But I will say, with Donald Trump, that like. Freedom-loving people should love – and when I say freedom-loving people, I mean like – you know, like hippies should like capitalism. Hippies hippies should like free market capitalism. Hippies should like Donald Trump because he speaks his mind. He's not restrained. He's not confined. So I never really understood that connection because it's – it's or that or that, or that, 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 that like – you know, and, I, and when I say hippies, I guess I guess it's kind of the wrong term because I don't know if there's any real like hippies was kind of like a movement of the '60s. So what I mean by that is just like psychedelic-minded people should like that because we don't want to be told what to do. We want to be free. We want to be uh, able to say, think, and do whatever we want. We want to be and the the rise of the social justice warrior socialism democratic socialism is cool bro burn feel the burn bernie side of of people it's a devil in a new, in a new dress it's just it's like a, a sheep it's a wolf what is that expression it's a, a wolf in sheep's clothing it's a wolf in sheep's clothing exactly it's like every everything all the smiley face goody things that you see on the outside are usually that's the that's usually the form that evil comes in evil doesn't come in Evil doesn't come in saying, I'm fucking evil. I mean, this reminds me of that like Bill, that great Bill Burr joke where he says, real racism is different. Re real racism is, is not like one guy screaming like, I get that nigger out of the pool. Uh, you know, real, <laughs> real racism. I butcher his joke. But real racism, it's different. It's like, oh, you know, it's, it's quieter. It's different. So, but it's just like real evil comes in the form of like hey like we all gotta you know it's it comes in smiley face form it comes in we're gonna all do this kind of together form and, and stuff like that when the real message should be freedom to the individual and so with this the social justice warriors and the bernie sanders crowd it's it's um it's difficult to see because they want to restrict freedom they want to restrict your, our freedoms, and and they mask it in the in the disguise in the camouflage of good intentions yeah. and emotions. Like, well, you know, we want to be nice. We, you know, this is hurtful, but it's just gone so far. It's gone. It's gone to the brink of insanity. That's why we have Trump now. That's, yeah. that's all that. That's a pushback, man. That's mm -hmm. nothing more, nothing less mm -hmm. than fucking pushback. Yeah, and that reminds me, and I can't, I just love this movie so much, and it's, I don't know, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like the, the movie The Dark Knight, Batman is out in the world doing good deeds, becoming, mm. he's Batman, he's doing good deeds, but he caused the rise of a higher class of criminal in The Joker. It's, an, it's escalation, you know, it's like, right. it's, it's and, 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 and blowback, essentially, is what you get. And that is what, that's what we see. I mean, for every, for every push, something is going to pop out on the other side. There's going to be an opposition force, duality, yin, yin, yin and yang. And, uh, is yeah, it Donald, yin? Donald, is it yin or is it yin? I think, I think it's, it's yin. yin. Yin and yang. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yin, yang, you're like. Okay. Um, yeah, Donald <laughs> Trump's nothing more than a fucking hemorrhoid. Yeah. That has come from, yeah, just uh, eight years of just pushing. But necessary, I yeah. think. Necessary. Um, but well, he's yeah. proving everything that we've been saying forever. You can say whatever you want, whenever you want to say it. And then also achieve the highest fucking office possibly in the world. Yeah. Saying what you want to say. 
Nicole Ted Cruz a pussy on national television. Absolutely, like, come on, I absolutely man. love Who cares? that. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I mean, he has he has demolished every single person that stood in his way. Yeah. Gave them the nickname and demolished them. Well, and he now, showed how weak they are. He shows how weak people like that, and that's what they you know they try to teach you in school to be nice and everything you're saying. It's it's just it's nothing more than proof. Exactly, and and that's a good point you made about uh, in teaching what how how you think in school because there's this kind of like sanctioned playpen that were like mm-hmm. allowed that like in normal kind of corporate America and, and school, this is the kind of conditioning that I'm talking about. It's when you say things like some of the things that I'm saying, or some of the things that maybe Dave Smith will say, uh, or other people like Ari Shafir on HuffPost live telling, yeah. telling people to go kill politicians. <laughs> I mean, when you say these things, people's mo- they can't. They're like, uh oh, no, I gotta be good. I gotta be obedient. I gotta be an obedient person. I gotta be a nice, good, obedient person. I can't have these opinions because that's not what I was told is right. And, uh, and it's like, no, 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 fuck that. Yeah. And that that because that is exactly what they want. That is exactly what the state authority wants to do they want to invade the uh they want to invade your mind they want if they if they could if they could and they might be able to they want everybody to be a kind of you know drone like robotic worker who just you know goes along with the flow of the way that they want things to be you know making money and paying taxes or should I say, you know, slaving away and having your money stolen from you mm. is more what, what, what they want. And they don't want any opposition and they don't want any um, they don't want any dissenters. Uh, they don't they don't want it. They want to see people suffer. And I really believe that. I think Hillary Clinton is one of those people. Who is just evil? You know these these people. They're sociopaths. And I posted something on the on my Facebook wall about this the other day, and Hillary Clinton, uh, people like her, they are emotionless sociopathic people that have a lust for power and control. And there's a lot of people like this in the world, and <clears throat> it's it. These people they they don't really know how to be human beings. No. Um, they, you know, people will, will often say like, oh, you know, they're lizards. And I think that that comes from, I don't believe that they literally are lizards, but I believe that their reptilian brains, the reptilian part of our brain, um, and I forget what it's called, but if someone knows, please comment and let me know. Uh, but there's this primitive part of our ba- our brain, uh, the amygdala, I think, is the fear receptor. And that is heightened in these people. They're afraid, and so they have to be defensive. And the way that they're defensive is that they, they need to dominate other people. So they really, they really get off on this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's obvious to see. You know, you could see it in Hillary Clinton when you see her like, oh, yeah, like, hey, like, vote for me. You know, it's just like, you are so phony. Well, You're so get, phony. called out on, like, being responsible for deaths, and she laughs maniacally. Oh, my God. like, that's not how a human responds I, to a, a, a murder accusation, <laughs> you psycho. <laughs> well, it's like, what? Right. Even, even with... And I and I tweeted this out one time. Like I was like, anybody that laughs at the death of somebody else mm-hmm. is a psychopath. Yeah. Is a is a, is a crazy person. And she did this oh with Muammar Gaddafi. Yeah, she did it with Muammar Gaddafi. Was a bad guy. Of course, he was a bad guy. But you know, you're if I was a, if I was a leader in charge, and we're like, okay, we took out this bad guy. I would be like, all right, well, it's done. Okay, they they tell her like. We've killed Muammar Gaddafi in the middle of, I think she was interviewing something on, on 60 Minutes, and uh, and she just goes, <laughs> we came, we saw, he died. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, my God, that is, you're not like, you're not supposed to get off on that. You're yeah. not, it's not like a thing that we, it's like almost, an, an, it's supposed to be a necessary evil, not like a straight up evil. You don't brag about it. Yeah, you don't brag about it, but it's. It's not in public. 
no, not in public. You, you brag about it at places like fucking, maybe at fucking Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, it's at like, your at you your know. at your satanic Thanksgiving dinner at the Bohemian Grove <laughs> or fucking wherever wherever these fucking you know crazy psychopaths go. Anyway, so I mean, it's just like the theme of the episode. I, I just today. I mean, I just want to talk about this, like this this mind control that that people have, and it's just so strange that it's one of the biggest. Uh, things that annoy me is when whenever I bring up a topic in conversation whenever I enter a debate there's people that just want to shut you down Mm -hmm. they don't want to hear the other side they feel more comfortable in their in their moral superiority and and their ignorance they would rather bask in the in the bubble of their own kind of you know, delusional fantasy world than be exposed to possibly another side. Maybe another side that's not all sunshine and lollipops. Maybe it's another side that's the truth. And like we started this episode, sometimes the truth is painful. And I'll never forget uh, of a moment that stuck out in my head in this documentary that I watched. And I forget the name of it, but it was this uh, philosopher guy, uh, Slavov Zivek. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but... Probably not. Doesn't sound right. (laughs) He's like, um, he's some like... Eastern European philosopher. Mm. He talks really funny. The documentary is great. It was on Netflix. I forget what it was called. Um, But Slavov Zizek. And he talks about how the breaking through and and getting the truth can be painful. And in the movie, uh, John Carpenter's movie, They Live with Rowdy Roddy Piper, there's a scene where he, you know, in the movie, if you haven't seen it, he gets these special glasses. When he puts the glasses on, he sees the truth of the world. Everything says obey, obey, consume. You know, they show a picture of money. This is your God, that sort of thing. So, you know, and I kind of think that the the glasses are, are, are... you know, like a metaphor for, for psychedelics, right? It's like once, and same thing with like the matrix, you know, the red pill, you know, it's like once you put the glasses on or take the pill, you see things for how they really are and you never, there's no going back. And at first it is uncomfortable because you've grown up in a world where you've, you've had a world built for you in, in the boundaries of this kind of sanctioned playpen that the government has allowed or the state control has allowed, you know, that, that your, your parents, your teachers, that everybody's been complicit in, in, in help building for you. So it hurts when those illusions get shattered because all of a sudden you're like, well, everything I knew is wrong. Like when Neo says he's using his, his eyes for the first time, it's painful. It's a metaphor for that. Um, but it's really... It's it's really just tremendously evil to to want to you know control people's language and that is what we're seeing now and it's really it really sucks that the people that I um, feel like that I some of the people that are in kind of the psychedelic movement could not really put two and two together and see that you know that we must have you know absolute freedom and liberty and that we own ourselves and that we own our minds and that we have this thing this this powerful brain that's capable of thinking of ideas thinking thoughts thinking and having visions and then actually bringing those things to life you know to creating those things and to have somebody else come in and try and regulate that is one of the biggest crimes that you, that against humanity uh, that you could you could ever possibly have. I mean, we experienced physical slavery. You know, I mean that that was that's been kind of physical slavery has been the um the story of the state has been the story of of civilization and the state. I mean, there's uh, there's multiple you know lot of evidence in this and i think one of the ones one of the more recent ones that's come to mind is a architect uh a uh archaeological uh, site called gobek gobekli tepe in turkey and there's you know the start the beginning of kind of quote-unquote civilization i think most people tend to think that you know and i know that uh, a lot. Some people do disagree with me on this, but when we were we made the transition from hunter gatherers to an agricultural society, it wasn't necessarily because an ag- agricultural society was better. Um, 
I think that what happened was, and I think what a lot of these archaeological digs are starting to prove, is that hunter-gatherers were coerced and enslaved to help build civilization, to help build, uh, to help start, you know, farming and and creating agriculture because when you create when you stop and you you stop roaming around the globe and you stay in one place you you're opening yourself up to a hierarchical rule dominate rulers dominating over you uh, a state or a religion to emerge and to Im- impose rule on you you know now all of a sudden you have agriculture you're farming there's a surplus of food you know you have a job your job is to build the pyramid or the monolith or the structure or whatever it is mm. so you know you're a slave but you get to eat and you know they're your masters they they'll do they'll start whipping you and all that stuff so you know that is how I believe that the the state came to to, to be the, the the state came to be, and the origin of of government, the state, or any kind of old world kind of hierarchical power structure like religion, government, came to be by oppressing people, by enslaving them, getting them to do their their bidding, and then creating a food surplus so they would stay in that location, so they would stay in that place, and then creating all kinds of myths and fears fear of the other fear of other societies and that sort of things and then eventually you know creating wars and then you know convincing the people that they're a part of the the same you know they're a part of the ruling class that we're all we that we're all one that we're all together that we must all go to war together so i think that 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 is uh is is what happened and now i think there's now is a chance that we can re-enter that kind of hunter-gatherer style uh, of living, but not necessarily, you know, I'm not talking about throwing sticks and bones around, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being nomadic in a way, being ind- independent, location independent. I mean, the technology that we have now allows us to do that. So, and, you know, Terrence McKenna talked about this in his uh, book, The Archaic Revival, and he's, you know, go- went big into virtual reality. We'll create more green spaces, we'll operate in virtual reality and all that kind of stuff. I won't go- get too into it, but. We we can totally we totally have an opportunity to free ourselves of thought control, mind control, physical you know control, and I think that that is going to be a good thing. That's going to be a good thing to take down the the state power you know in a, almost a, in a nonviolent way because when you have a decentralized population of location independent people who are all you know expanding their mind and thinking on on their own and not being conditioned and and controlled that's going to spread and that's you're not going to be able to control it any any kind of army or empire that's tried to go into a country and fight and control and win has lost against a decentralized um you know militia kind of force and i'm not you know, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we're going to be that we are mobile, that we're decentralized, that we're location independent, that we don't need necessarily, we don't need to depend on the state to provide the things that they traditionally were providing for us. And you know, talking about physical slavery, now we're in more of kind of a mental slavery, um, but also a physical slavery in a sense too. And and that uh, goes into Robert Nozick and his. Uh, uh, tale of the slave, you know, where he talks about taxation. So I definitely think taxation is a form of slavery for sure. Uh, I mean, you know, taxation is theft, it's slavery. I mean, you could kind of, you could kind of put it in whatever way, but whatever it is, I mean, it, it feeds, it feeds the beast. It feeds the beast. And you know, earlier today I was looking at something about you know why uh, Osama bin Laden the, the reasons why they attacked us you know it wasn't for it wasn't because we were free it wasn't gonna any of that shit um, but he gave out a lot of reasons and you know one of them was that he said in the letter he said and this part stuck out to me he's like the American people think they're free in a democracy voting for leaders and then having their tax dollars pay for uh, bombs that they drop on on us. And it's like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's that's where the money's going. The money is going to fund fund that kind of stuff. So I, I just don't think if you're a psychedelic-minded person, if you're a free-thinking individual, uh, if you're someone that values your body, your mind, cognitive liberty, mind rights, that sort of thing, 
that you can't possibly be for a guy like Bernie Sanders. You can't possibly be for someone like Hillary Clinton. You can't possibly be for any authoritarian figure. I mean, you know, Trump too, I guess, but he I don't think he really wants to go around starting wars. But you can't be for any kind of authoritarian figure who's going to take tax money from you and use it to bomb people all over the world, to expand the American empire, to enslave children, to indoctrinate them, to tell them lies and, and fill them their heads with propaganda, and to worship the, the one and only deity, the state, the state government. They're, you know, we're no exception. We're, we're no better than anybody else. They're no better than any, anyone else. So I just don't I, – I find it very disconcerting that there's this kind of weird – perception on the regressive left side of things and uh you know a, a lot of people are confused a lot of people are confused and they and like we were talking about before with capitalism they think that it's a bad thing and you know really what they're the real enemy is crony capitalism is the corporate welfare state is the the federal reserve it's all the government control the government involvement in the capitalist system what we want is a free market free capitalism no state control no state intervention and there's a lot and there's a big confusion uh with that kind of stuff so it takes a lot of effort and energy for me to do get involved in all this kind of bullshit and i figured i might as well just talk about it on a podcast so next time i get in an argument with somebody I'd just be like hey listen to my podcast i don't know <laughs> but uh who the hell knows i had a bunch of coffee before i came in here i'm all hyped up i'm going all over the place i hope this is coherent i hope you people enjoy this shit um yeah and anything you want to add to that maddie uh I don't think so. Really? I got a little lost in all that. You, did you? A little bit. Okay. Well, yeah. ask me a question so we can clear it up. I don't even know where to fucking start. All right. Well, yeah, that's that's the problem. I, I don't want to get anybody. I don't want to get anyone lost. Uh, you know. But um, yeah, I just I just think that you know, kind of some some things up. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of preconceived notions that people have about things. There's a lot of like you know, thoughts and, and things that people just automatically assume and just don't think that, you know, you got to open your mind, you got to open your eyes and you got to explore different pers perspectives and look at, at, uh, at different, different options, different alternatives. Um, and I, and I think that, you know, the, the, the school system that we have and the kind of the work culture that we have all under this, you know, oppressive government control is really a problem for people who want to um, explore new ways of doing things, you know? I think the, the biggest problem is people, there's too many people who think it's wrong to question authority. Yeah. Which it can't be wrong to question authority because authority should have an answer for whatever question you have for them. If they don't, then that might not be the way to fucking do things. Right. And I remember when I was a kid, you know, I would question my parents. Mm -hmm. They were the, they were the, they, the, the parents were my state, you know, as, yeah. as a kid, parents in school. But I, I remember always questioning my parents and saying, why? And they were just like, that's just the way it is. Right. If you don't like it, leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm that, like, that's, that's not, that's not, not an answer. That's not an answer. <laughs> that is not an answer. Um, it's not a rational, I was never satisfied with that and it caused a lot of trouble and I acted out and I, I did a lot of, you know, terrible things. But, uh, what was you, even worse is like, you go back to school when, you know, why are we doing this? Whatever, like trigonometry, you know, whatever the fuck it was. It's like, I'm not going to need this. Yeah. Nowadays kids don't learn trigonometry. They learn trigger-onometry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they'd be like, you know, you're going to need this when you get older. I thought, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna be a rocket scientist. And then like I ran into one teacher who was like, Yeah, you're not gonna need it, but like, what are we gonna do? You gotta do it anyway. What are we gonna do? <laughs> exactly, because everybody and and this is the it's an inhuman Leviathan kind of system that that is like a machine that has multiple parts to it. You know, it's it's the the government, it is the media, it is the state. I said that already. The religion, the it's all of these parts that kind of not necessarily purposefully working together, but working in harmony independently to make you not question authority, to not question the narrative, to not ask questions. And well, it's easier if you conform. 
it's easier, easier to for conform. everybody. And and except for the person who you know has the creative, you know, the ultra creative mind who doesn't want to conform. It's always easier if you conform, but it's it's and and, and what happens is this happens in every single aspect of life, whether you're say you're working a job, right? And your boss wants things done a certain way, but you don't necessarily agree with him, right? right? But you conform because it's your job, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's the people that really conform, you know, the brown nosers, the suck ups, the ones that go after you for not going along with it a hundred percent. But then there's, then there's the, then what if you're in a situation where something is going to lead to a disaster or there's some kind of trouble or you've uncovered something that's wrong about the way that your boss is going about doing something or the company is going about doing something. Now, most people are timid and they don't, and they won't speak up. And I remember there was like some study or not some study, some story about like a Japanese pilot and co-pilot where the co-pilot, um, knew that they were about to fly into a mountain, but it was um, a sign of disrespect to question your authority figures. Yeah, you don't want to so he didn't anybody. say anything and they just flew into the mountain. Yep. Now, I don't know if that's a real story or, or whatever, but might be like an old fucking Chinese proverb. Yeah, like a like a tale to like, you know, because they're they are very um, you know, they're very kind of like you don't talk up to your to your elders. Yeah. yeah, you must not insult anyone. Um <laughs> but yeah, it's just like you have to you have to be able to stand up for what is right. You have to be able to to listen to your heart, to listen to your gut, to listen to your mind, and to be able to stand up for what you believe to be true. And you have to be able to ask questions. And, you, and if those questions aren't answered in a reasonable and logical way, then that is a red flag that you know that something is wrong. Yeah, that person's probably full of shit. Yeah. If they can't give you a logical explanation of why this is being done this way, then... Right. It's time to fucking maybe look for another way. And and teachers will do it. Teachers will mm-hmm. go go along, go with the flow, be agreeable. And it's it's I it's you know, I guess it's a part of human nature. I mean, it's just group think mm-hmm. that happens and it's, you know, people want to get promotions, they want to get raises, they want to be liked, they want to be agreeable, they want people to, you know, respect them, to think that they're nice people. And a lot of this happens in politics as well. You know, oftentimes I don't think that it's, you know, necessarily people in a room plotting to do evil, although I do think that that happens. But a lot of times on the lower level of politics, it's just incompetence and it's just groupthink and it's conformity and it's just people not speaking their mind, not challenging the status quo, not, you know, not offering alternative opinions, not thinking outside the box. And I think that honestly, we, you know, I talked about earlier in the show how we've kind of lost like an uh, initiation of uh, kind of initiation into society, into adulthood, into responsibility, and you know how the state kind of takes over and controls the minds of children and whatnot, and they teach them to be this way, to be the obedient zombie-like drone worker in a trance that just goes along and enjoys the simple things that are coming to their way, but we've 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 lost this like kind of mystical kind of almost spiritual if you want to use for lack of a better word connection with our place in this world and in the universe as a whole and that is something that all of the great ancient traditions and and cultures valued you know i i first one to come to mind is just like you know the native americans uh, you know dancing around a fire you know looking at nature as being a god in nature and all that kind of stuff and and respecting you know having respect for things you know, they kill an animal and they would say you know thank you for your sacrifice and all that kind of thing they they realized that everything was alive and this is a realization that you get you know say when you take 250 micrograms of lsd all of a sudden everything becomes alive everything's moving everything's talking to you and you're in a totally different world and your mind opens up to thinking in a different way and we know this for a fact as I talked about in the episode LSD the study that came out that showed what happens to your brain when you're on LSD and when you're on you know other psychedelics like that they they dissolve the boundaries that are normally there and they help you connect the dots to other things and they give you a greater sense of awareness um, and I think that I don't think that necessarily everybody should take LSD or take, you know, mushrooms or whatever. But there's the one thing, and I talked about this on the last episode, is that there's an undeniable truth when you take that. I mean, you can't, you know, to have a mystical experience, to have a spiritual experience, to have an experience that allows you to connect with your, I don't know, higher self or something like that, that allows you to kind of open your your eyes, you know, 
to to be able to be more of a free independent thinker where you do stand up for what, what's right and you do question authority and you do ask questions and you do think like a rational logical person there is a place for those things and by taking those things all you have to do is take them and it naturally happens you don't have to meditate on a hill you don't have to you know attend church every sunday you don't have to pay your you know taxes or your dues or your fees or whatever you don't have to do anything you know make your your uh, contributions. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You don't have to lie on a mat and kneel towards the West or you don't have to hold your breath in a certain way at a certain time or wear a little stupid little yarmulke on your head and listen to some bearded Jew. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to do any of that stuff. You don't have to do any of that. All you have to do is take it and then you'll find out. Just let go. You'll just take, yeah, just take it, let go. Surrender yourself to the experience, and you'll find out. You'll find out for yourself. You'll and it'll cut through all the bullshit, and you'll start to see life in a completely different way. You know, it it, it opens. That it's cliche to say, but it opens your mind. It frees your mind, and it's you know, I I kind of I kind of like subscribe to the theory that, um, or not the theory, but just what all I think it was a. Uh, yeah, Alan Watts. Alan Watts, the philosopher uh, Alan Watts, and uh, you know one of the guys who brought you know the Zen approach to to the West. Uh, he said about psychedelics regarding psychedelics: once you get the message, hang up the phone. And I really like that because it's like you know. And I talked about Steve Jobs being a hero of mine, who said LSD t- well, taking LSD was one of the most important things he's ever done in his life. I believe he only took it once. Mm-hmm. I think so once you get the message hang up the phone what that means is like you know once you've had a, a profound psychedelic experience there's really no need to do it again I mean to you can do it for fun you can do it recreationally or whatever but I'm talking about for an intelligence purpose for a purpose of seeing uh, seeing things in a new way you really only need to do it once and I think that that's a really valuable thing because there's a lot of people out there that are clinging to their beliefs, their false beliefs, that are clinging to their delusions, that are clinging to, you know, the the, the kind of force-fed propaganda that's been that's been distributed by the mainstream media, by schools and by the state and by their parents and you know teachers and all that kind of stuff, and it's mm, it just cuts through all that stuff and it shows you what's real and it's really simple it's really simple and what's real is you know that you're that you're real that you're here that you matter that you're smart that your opinion matters that your voice matters that your thoughts matter that the things that you want to say should be expressed and should be and you know people have the right to reject them and call you a fucking idiot and whatever they want but that you own yourself and that you own your mind and I'm not sure if I made this point before, but I mean, it's like, you know, all throughout history, I mean, these power structures that we're, that we're doing battle with, they don't just give you your freedom. You know, you don't, no one's just going to be like, ah, these guys are just complaining. They want to be free. All right, get, give them freedom. We'll relinquish our, our power. Don't worry. All right, call everyone in. We'll hand over the keys. It doesn't work like that. You have, we have to fight. We have to make enough noise to where we're at the gates, you know, you know, saying we're going to essentially come in. And take over if you don't if you don't you know relinquish, but the idea the idea has to spread the idea has to get into enough people's heads to wake people up, and you know it's it's uh it's it's something that can be done over time. It's not something that needs to be done right away. I mean the 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 rise that they took was not you know, necessarily immediate, but they are, you know, conquering, a conquering group of people. Um, but as long as we keep kind of spreading these ideas and, get, and getting people to realize that, you know, nonviolence, peaceful resistance, and civil disobedience is the path to a free society, that, you know, we, we can chip away, you know, I mean, the the state comes in and they do all these bad things and then they come back and they say you know years later they'll come back and they'll say okay well we'll we'll, we'll repeal that and then you'll have like the civil rights act you know and then people will be like see the government's good they do they do some good things mm-hmm. but it was only un- it was only because we caused enough noise it was only because Martin Luther King Jr and you know Malcolm X and those guys in, the, in that time and you know, they were making enough noise 
And so the same way that women fought for rights, you know, women's rights and, and civil rights, and that the uh, and gays have fought for rights with gay rights. You know, this is this is something that I look at as being you know mind rights. You know, the psychedelic community, the psychedelic experience, people that are into exploring alternative ways. You know, pe- people that are scientifically approaching this in terms of healing and therapy. Soldiers with PTSD, consciousness, exploring the ba- like exploring our world, exploring our inner space not just our outer space so there's a lot to be done we've barely cr- uh, scratched the surface but we need to fight for the rights to be able to do those things and then also you know to have fun because it's your body it's your mind and you should be able to do whatever you want with it and it's a goddamn crying shame that uh you know possibly right now this very second someone's being arrested for a marijuana or someone's being arrested for lsd or someone's being arrested for you know psilocybin magic mushrooms or something like that and and thrown and locked in a cage and tortured and you know that's a living breathing being with with uh with life and and consciousness and thoughts and feelings and everything and to just throw them in a cage like an animal and uh, and treat them that way is is just terrible it's a terrible thing so fight the fight the mind controllers, fight the thought police because that's like that's what these people want. They want to be able to control you. They want you to be complacent. They want you to go along with things. They want you to, you know. Another thing, I mean, we'll we'll end we'll end on this, but it's just like you know the political landscape this year. I mean, this is fucking nuts. Yeah. I mean, we've never seen anything like this before because the culture is so in 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 turmoil. We're so in disarray and and just like frustration, you know. And the the establishment does not like it. The establishment doesn't want this political election season to be a ruckus they don't want it to be uh, this way because it's the people are coming out and and they're they're caring people care Mm -hmm. they want you to not care they want you to just have they want you they want essentially the way that they want things to work is if like we're if we're like a channel the channels on television they just want it to be like c-span like you're never going to turn on C-SPAN. You know like some government stuff is happening, but it's so boring. But that's the way that they want it. They want it to be extremely complicated in all this kind of like scientific sounding rhetoric and jargon. And they want it to be just off-putting where you would look like like math. You know, you'd be like, oh, God, this is just I don't even know where to start. Click, I'm off. You know, they want it to be that way. They want people to be. Uh, they just they won't they don't want people to be interested and the fact that so many people are coming out in record numbers to vote for people like Donald Trump and for Bernie Sanders and things like that is terrifying to them because they they don't want people to care they don't want they want to just get away with they're getting away with they don't want you know Trump on television talking about Hillary Clinton's war crimes and things like that but this is this is a good thing so you need you need to be able to have an open discourse and to just be able to say whatever we want and not get not get in trouble for it you know um it, it's 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 absolutely insane that you know we're living in a time right now where there's there's the most freedom that we've ever had in the world in one way where we have the internet where we have the able to connect we have the ability to connect with people all the way around the world to share ideas the information is being is online you can literally read and find whatever you want you can discover things you can be entertained you can you know you can do all this kind of shit but at the same time there's all of this control 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 coming down you know this you can't say this you know political correctness social justice warrior movement and um radical feminism feminazis and all this kind of crazy 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 stuff uh that's happening and especially in schools and prisons aka prisons and uh you know it's just it's it's just maddening so um yeah we'll 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 end there what do we we're about like what an hour about yeah, about fifty-ish. About fifty-ish. All right, so we got a little bit more time then. Yeah, we could do. It. I'll wow. Rock it. Yeah, Maddie's Maddie's ready to rock it. Well, yeah, I mean, like, look, I, you know, this doing a podcast on my own is very new to me. Um, well, you know, you're here, of course, Maddie, but uh, usually I'm used to having like two or three people in the room. Yeah. And um, you know, sometimes I can tend to get a little bit like like super serious about this kind of stuff, and I'll just start rambling and going off into tangents. So uh, I hope that. I hope I was coherent. I hope we kind of stayed on topic. Um, but if not, 
um, I don't know, fuck you guys, because this is my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't conform, baby. All right? I don't conform. I was going to say before, like, if you look at the political landscape and the fact that Donald Trump's doing so well, it, they have only themselves to blame for that and the fact that they've spent their entire lives conforming to this system mm-hmm. of what they believe politics is supposed to be. And then this guy just comes out of nowhere and starts stomping their fucking guts out, saying whatever he wants, doing whatever he wants. And everyone like me, who's just tired of biting their fucking tongue all the time over nonsense, silly nonsense. Yeah. He's like, oh, I like that guy. Yeah. Because he's just being a prick right now. Yeah, because he's just saying whatever. Because he's saying, he's he's tapping it. He knows what people are upset about. Mm-hmm. And, and he feeds his own fire because, I mean, if he has said anything racist, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But people were calling him a racist way before, for sure, way before he said anything even borderline racist. Well, here's the thing. I mean, it's 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 almost like, you know, and look, I don't like Donald Trump. I mean, I like some of the things he says, but I'm not mm-hmm. like if like me, like I wouldn't hang out with Donald Trump, you know what I mean? Like I'm a guy I like to smoke pot, like, you know, I like to I'm more chill. Like he's a, this crazy business guy and you know, I'm not it's not for me. But I I just think that like you know, there, there's, there's been guys that have come along and have, and that have kind of spoken their mind and, and said and said things, you know, that are that's on their minds or, or or whatever. But the fact that you know that that he's done it to this degree of like awesomeness, yeah, and gotten this far. and gotten this far is telling you something about it. It's a reflection of the culture, the people. You know, mm-hmm. it's a reflection, like you said, of that. And you know, for people that are that are out there that are afraid to speak their mind, or you know, afraid that they're going to get in trouble or say something or whatever like that, he is shattering those boundaries because now it sets a precedent for what you can and can't say, you know, in the political arena. But hopefully that spreads. You know what I mean? Because it's like if if we are limited in our speech. That means that we are now become limited in our thought. If we become limited in our thought, then we don't own our own minds. We can't rule our own lives. We can't make our own decisions. Our thoughts essentially aren't our own. They're someone else's. Our, our thoughts are not our own. Our thoughts become the thoughts of Salon.com or you know Vox or fucking Attention or whatever. The, all these fucking liberal fucking shit cunt cock piss fuckhead fucking journalism sites or whatever that are coming out now they're all these fucking liberal trash bullshit sites that want to think that there's that they're the kind of people that if you say the word donald trump they go oh racist bigot right racist bigot say sexist when when in fact he's a fucking new he's a new yorker He's a guy that, eh, suck my dick, you fucking prick. <laughs> you know, he's a New Yorker. He's a guy that just says whatever he wants, when he wants, however he wants. And it doesn't mean, you know, if there's so... To, to, to just attach this hardcore meaning to it, like as a racist, as this, as the, you know, all these things that you want to call a person like that, it's like... Yeah, I get it. He's probably not like a chill dude. He probably has some bad opinions or whatever. But he's not hanging black people. Yeah. He's not tying people to, the, to his truck and driving. You know, he's not doing any of those things. And you know, like it's so. And when he there, gets there, he'll get my vote. And the, yeah, and there's this just this. Just <laughs> kidding. Was that? Oh, <laughs> you, I, I you totally were, you were went, went past that. Yeah, no, because I had this thought in my head and I, I didn't want to forget. This is this is hard shit. I, sometimes you, you know I forget what I'm gonna say. Yeah, when he gets there, he'll get your vote. <laughs> 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 now, 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 Matter just this is how I really talk now, right? No, um, yeah, but I, it, yeah, it's it's you you can't you can't be intimidated by and i think for a, for a for a short while that people have been you know in this country we we've kind of whipped up this political correctness culture where it's like you know like on the opposite side of things almost right think about it in the terms of, in terms of like bullying right like you bully someone you bully someone and you're like, oh, fuck you, you fat faggot, like, fuck you, whatever. And then, like, someone else chimes in, like, 
oh look at him like you throw a paper clip around and at him and it'll go into orbit oh you know like oh his mom's so uh fat she's the school bus or whatever those you know and mm-hmm. so people just keep chiming in right because they because it's funny it's yeah. entertaining but they're you know they're being mean or whatever right so but take that kind of attack that kind of meanness or whatever and that kind of style and now put it to these political correctness kind of social justice warrior people and they're using the same kind of bullying mentality yeah they're using the same bully mentality they're both bullies they're both you know pushing an agenda but the thing that's worse about these people is that they're like you know when you take a look when you take a look at the people who are being bullies and stuff like and I was a bully I'll admit it I was a bully when I was in high school you know I, I punched people I called people fag I you know I spit on people and I, got, I was a bully you know I was a dick I was a mean jock kind of kid and I just you know whatever I just that's how I was I'm not like that anymore but I was a I was not a nice person and I you know I, but I always did things for the comedy you know what I mean like I would say something and be like ah, look at this kid like he's a fag and like whatever you're, you're in high school you trip him or something all your friends laugh you know I mean that's a bully thing to do that's a mean thing to do but people I did it for the laughter I did it for to, for the funniness and I knew I was being a dick like I wasn't like I wasn't like I was the right person there I was correct in doing that okay no I was like, yeah, I'm a fucking scumbag. I don't give a shit. Fuck you, you know? I knew I was being a scumbag. I, I, I understood that. These other people on the other side who are bullying and using PC and social justice warrior culture, they are claiming to be morally superior. They're claiming to have the moral high ground. They're, no, 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 we're right, we're correct, and, they're, and they will bully you. And, and it'll go so far as to instigating fights at you know, rallies and things like that. You know, we've talked about it many times. There's, been, there's a lot of fights at Trump rallies, but it's always coming from the anti-Trump people. They're, they're the yeah. ones that are instigating it. They're the ones that are causing it. So it's like, you know, it doesn't matter how right you think you are. It's not okay to stoop to the... Of, to the level of of aggression and violence and you know taunting and policing and thought policing and language policing and you know language is language is 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 everything language is absolutely everything you know what i mean i mean look at what we're doing right now you guys are just listening to me talk i mean i i'm thinking things in my head i'm putting things together from what i've read from what i've learned from what i've seen from what i've watched and then i'm it, you know, communicate. Just, I'm just spewing them out. They're becoming these words that that I've learned that are symbols. That are everything is a symbol. It's a symbolic world that we live in, and the language is the kind of the way to understand everything. And we need to have. I think it was George Carlin's birthday the other day, and he was the one that really like fought for this too. Like we need to use the full range of language we need to use every single part of language whether it whether it makes you uncomfortable or not is not, is not the universe does not care you know we live in a in a world of of organized chaos there's a created things being created and destroyed every second life eats life animals eat each other plants are from what a recent study has shown, are shown to kind of detect fear and to have somewhat of a consciousness as well. And everything is alive. Everything eats itself. Everything gets created and destroyed at the same time. And we need to be able to be able. We need to be able to have the freedom to fully investigate. You know, our inner space, our inner consciousness, with or without the use of psychedelics. I would prefer with the use of psychedelics. I would prefer them to all be legal, not to be criminalized, so we can use them to their full capacity, so we can understand what the hell we're doing here, what our purpose is, because nobody really knows. Everybody walks around pretending like they know, pretending like they have the answers. And if if anyone ever tells you that they have the answers, be skeptical of them because they are probably bullshitting you. They're most, they are definitely bullshitting you. And we need to be able to be able to speak how we want to speak, say what we want to say, and um, anybody that tries to shut that down for you is not a person that I would consider to be a nice person, a free-thinking person, a person that uh, is interested in exploring the, the realm of, of the psychedelic experience, you know, uh, a kind of a, a kind of new age kind of spiritual person or, or someone like that. You know, anybody that tries to shut down your speech – 
It wants to shut down your thought. They want to control you. They want to own you. And we just can't have that in this new age of decentralized, mobile, peer-to-peer sharing uh, world that we're that we are in and that we're striving to reach, so we can have a, a truly nonviolent existence, free from state oppression, free from thought control, mind control, and we could just be people living and exploring life together voluntarily in a beautiful uh, place. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, and that's the news and I'm sticking to it. Uh, And that's pretty much it. That's, that's pretty much what I wanted to say. I hope I was able to convey everything in in a cool, interesting way. You know, just, I wanted to kind of stay on topic, talk about thought control, mind control, you know, the, the, that kind of stuff. And uh, what did you think, Maddie? You think this was a good, a good episode? Yeah. What am I going to say? I'm on the spot. Well, you could say no. It was you terrible. Know. You could you could be like, dude, you you Stop. fucking just you were all over the place. Let me nah, know, folks, good. if you're listening. Throw throw me some comments. I want to know what you want to hear, what you want to talk about. Um, I know I got a lot of re- um, ratings and reviews on iTunes recently, so that was really cool. I appreciate that, and I see that like uh, a lot of people are listening on SoundCloud. I think we had like. Um, something like 15 downloads and 345 listens within the first week of the last episode. So that's really good. Um, and you know, like this, if you like this kind of stuff, you know, share it with people and, um, you know, make sure you subscribe. Um, we're on iTunes and SoundCloud and, um, you know, leave me a five star rating, uh, and review or, you know, whatever star rating you want and review. And the review doesn't have to be long, just be a few words, but that'll help us kind of, you know, bump up in iTunes and thank you to the people that have already done that. And, uh, and yeah, and like, you know, it's just me here and the awesome Maddie Jester skulls. Uh, so we're, we're, we're just, just a couple of guys just, you know, talking about stuff. So if you guys want to be some guys and girls talking about stuff, then, you know, comment and we'll talk about your stuff. And, man, I couldn't have ended it on a more intelligible, articulate way. Right, Maddie? Fucking ace it. <laughs> All right. Peace, motherfuckers.